Life is an epic journey. Live it unleashed. Hey, fellow journeyers, Jeremy here. Welcome back to the Living Unleashed podcast. You know, life is an epic journey, and we want to live it unleashed. God offers us a passionate life. This is a life that is defined by hope, filled with joy, marked by peace, and walks in freedom. And that is the life we want to live. Uh, That's the life that we are intentionally shaping our lives to experience. Because, oh man, that's the life God has for us, and that's what we want to know. So I hope and pray that that's why you're here today as we continue that journey to go deeper as we've been talking about here this season of the podcast, we want to go deeper in our life of faith, deeper in our journey with Jesus, deeper into this living, unleashed life. So we've been talking this week about hope. Uh, We talked a lot about hope versus fatalism and being light in the darkness and how that hope makes a difference. Today, I want to kind of illustrate that, I guess, with a story. And this comes from Ezekiel chapter 37. Uh, and, and the reason I want to do that is because, man, this is one of my favorite accounts. This is awesome. I mean, when you really sit back and just read this, and I'd encourage you to do that uh, sometime today, just sit back and read it. Let it kind of wash over you. Why? Because it's amazing, and and here's the, let me let me just give you the lowdown of what the story is about in case you haven't heard it before, or maybe it's been a while. Um, there is this guy named Ezekiel uh, that's a prophet of God, and God takes him, and the Spirit of the Lord brings him into the middle of this valley, and this valley is full of bones. Uh, now that in and of itself seems a little creepy. I mean, it kind of seems like something out of a maybe a horror movie. All of a sudden, he finds himself walking through this valley, and and just you know, every step he takes, he's stepping piles of bones and kicking them, and they're rattling, and it just, oh man, this is just really kind of freaky, right? And then God asks Ezekiel a question. He says, "I want to know something. Can these bones live?" Now. You and I both know what the logical, scientific answer to that question is. No. Not only does it say it is a valley of bones, it says it's a valley of dry bones. Not that if the bones were wet, it would really make any difference, but that just highlights um, the hopelessness of the situation. You can't get life from something that's dead. These dead, dry bones. Now, Ezekiel's a smart man. He punts on his answer in one way, and in another way, he's just really wise. Um, You know, he says, Lord, you alone know. Actually, he says, Sovereign Lord you alone know. Now, why is that important? Well, first of all, he's like, you know, now God, I know in the end, you are the one who knows. You're the one, you have power, and you're sovereign. You can do what you want to do. Now, that's important to know, because the rules that Ezekiel knows about life say no. No, these bones can't live again. 
That's not a possibility. I've never seen that happen before. It, it can't take place. Once you're dead, you're dead. And if you're dead and decayed to the point that all that's left is a pile of dry bones, then you're really dead. You're good and dead. You're not going to live again. But Ezekiel instead says, Lord, only you will know. You alone know. That's it. Just you alone know. Now, what God does next is really, really uh, cool, okay? Because here we are. Um, you and I might have this tendency to look around our lives and say, this is over. This is done. Nothing can be salvaged out of this. Nothing can be brought back out of this. Nothing can be made right. It's hopeless. It's so far gone. I'm so broken. I'm so lost. I've messed up so bad. But God looks at it and says something totally and completely different. And Ezekiel, by saying, Lord, you alone know, he leaves open the possibility that no matter what he knows, what Ezekiel knows, that this can't be done, he leaves open the possibility that God can do something different and that God will. That's hope. I want you to understand. That is hope. Ezekiel's answer is an answer of hope because he doesn't close the door to the possibility of what could happen just because in his mind it can't. Instead of depending on his knowledge of the situation, instead of depending on what he thinks, he turns to God and puts it back in God's court and says, Lord, you alone know. That is so important in this spot. Now, the next thing that happens is that God then tells Ezekiel, here's what I want you to do. Now, notice how God brings Ezekiel right in the middle of that. Now, we talked yesterday about light in the darkness, that Christ came as light in the darkness, but then we are called to be light in the darkness. Why? Because Christ is in us. You know, God has this way of including us in his sovereignty now, but he still involves us in shedding and spreading this hope. So God doesn't tell Ezekiel, sit back and watch what I'm going to do. He involves Ezekiel. He says, Ezekiel, prophesy, preach, tell these dry bones. And he tells them, tell her this, dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. This is what the sovereign Lord says to these bones. I will make breath enter you and you will come to life. I will attach tendons to you and make flesh come upon you and cover you with skin. I will put breath in you and you will come to life. Then you will know that I am the Lord. Now, what does it take for Ezekiel to do this? It takes hope and belief that God can and will do something different. See, he has to take that step. He has to do that thing, whatever that is, that trusts God. This is God, I know that if I do what you tell me to do, that you can do something with it that's going to work. It's going to make something happen. Even though that something that Ezekiel is called to do is impossible. Okay? I mean, it's totally and completely impossible. There is nothing about Ezekiel, there is nothing about him, there is nothing about the laws of nature that says, if you do this, this will be the outcome. It is totally irrational. But of course, God's the one who says, my ways are not your ways and my thoughts are not your thoughts, right? So 
Ezekiel does. It says, so I prophesied as I was commanded. Think about that for a moment. Ezekiel did it simply because God said to do it. Period. End of story. That's why he did it. That was enough. So what happens? (laughs) He says, man, as I was prophesying, there was a noise, a rattling sound, and the bones came together bone to bone. I looked and tendons and flesh appeared on them and skin covered them, but there was no breath in them. Oh my goodness, I would have been absolutely hightailing out of there, right? Rattling bones, crawling together, coming together, tendons and skin and muscles and all that stuff, all of a sudden coming and going from this valley of death and dry bones to a valley above a bunch of corpses. I mean, right? There's no breath in them, so they're dead. So now I'm standing in the midst of a bunch of dead bodies. I don't know which would be worse, (laughs) right? I mean, the... Bones or the bodies? I'm not sure. But it happens. And so what's God do? God says, Son of man, prophesy to the breath. Prophesy to the wind. And you tell it to come, breath, from the four winds and breathe into these slain that they may live. So what happens? He says, so I prophesied as he commanded me and breath entered them. They came to life and stood up on their feet, a vast army. Now that tells you how many bones were in this valley. This wasn't just a dozen people laying there. The valley was filled with bones because now it's a vast army. So all those dead bones came together, skin on them, breath, and now they're standing a vast army. All because of what? Because Ezekiel had hope. That's it. Ezekiel had hope. And why did he have hope? Because he believed God. God asked him a question. Can these bones live? Ezekiel said, Lord, only you know. Right? See, that's hope. He didn't let fatalism come over him. He did not let the darkness of death. He did not let the darkness of death overcome him. Instead, he said, Lord, Only you know. And then he trusted him. And he did it. And that's all there was to it. And that's hope. I hope that that that, that account coming out of uh, the prophet Ezekiel helps you to see this idea of hope versus fatalism, light versus darkness. God can do amazing things. And that's where where our hope comes from. Our hope comes from the knowledge that God can do more than we could ever hope, dream, or imagine. We'll talk about that later this week. Okay? And because God can do more than you and I could ever hope, dream, or imagine, we can have hope in him. Lord, only you know. I don't know what you're going to do with this, but only you know. Because your thoughts are not my thoughts and your ways are not my ways. So I'm just going to trust you. You asked me to do this. You asked me to prophesy to a bunch of dry bones. I'm going to do it. I don't know what you're going to do with it, but I'm going to do it. Because it doesn't make sense. It doesn't seem to um, fit the natural laws of things. But I know who you are. and So I'm going to trust you and I'm going to do it. Will you do that this week? Will you have hope willingly to enact and, and engage in whatever God's calling you to do and just do it, trust him and see what he does with it? Because that's just the way God works. He doesn't just do things. He does it 
in conjunction with us. And so we got to have hope. You, we got to have hope or he can't work in us. He can't do it because we won't listen and we won't do that thing he's asking us to do. So whatever that thing is for you today, I pray you'll jump on it and do it. Trust God. Do it simply because he said to. He's the sovereign God. Only he knows and he knows what he's doing. So trust him to do that. Do the thing he's been calling you to do and then see what he can do with it. Don't be worried about whether you think it'll work or not or whether it makes sense. God oftentimes asks us to do things that don't make sense. Just have hope. That's all you got to have. Hey, it's been another awesome day. I'm overtime again. I'm always overtime. I don't know why I keep apologizing for it. This is just where we're at. So anyway, I hope you have an awesome day. I thank you for joining us again. And as always, I pray that you will keep on living unleashed. <laughs>